brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This episode of An Unexpected Podcast is brought to you by Ryan McKay. Thank you. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, and a little village called Amanda, and from the North Farthing in Gandalf's Pad. This week, we're loosening our daggers, tightening our belts, and going on as we get to it. It being the dragon, of course, and using all our imaginable stealth <laughs> to gain some inside information in chapter 12. Sorry, that was short. I didn't have, I didn't want to. I still can't get it right, even, even when it's simple, even when it's straightforward. I, tried, I, I, I didn't want. I tried to set you up. <laughs> I didn't want uh, to dragon this week. Mm. I mean, drag on. Jeez, wow. Dude. What's my problem? Like, I yeah, actually I, mess up yeah. before I'm supposed to mess up. That's a whole, double whammy. I, th- I, I Like, I'm just trying to figure out, is this from that young lady who has been giving you, like, dad jokes or proper dad jokes that oh are Tolkien-themed? Wasn't that something that was going yeah. on? Yeah. And now Lizzie. it's working its yeah. way into the prologue. I, it just... It's unreal. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess it's fine. I guess it, it's okay. Is that what people are saying out there? Is that we're is that we're dragging on? <laughs> we just, are they saying that? Is that the thing I think, now? I think rambling on was 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 okay. uh, closer to the um, the belt, if you will, with the hilt and oh, the sword okay. and the sheath. Um, 
Yeah, a big episode this week. We are stoked. We we can't wait to get into it. We are finally getting to I mean, this is dude, this is it. This I know. is I know. this is the thief like like finally doing his task, meeting the worm. The worm yep. meets the worm. Mm-hmm. I, I eat I'm pointing to my shirt right now. Dennis Rodman of the group of the company meets an actual grown-up worm, which is Smog the Dragon. So Worm Squared is, as saw my outfit before, I, I may have gone a little bit overboard. It's good that you're only able to see my shirt, but it's insane, guys. Know, I do I do have shorts on, but they're also bull-themed, and I feel like Dennis Rodman right now. Dude, the only thing I need is hair that is dyed like bright red with a bull shaved into the back. That's all I need. Right. I, I honestly, guys, the attention to detail on this show, you, you have no idea. You have no idea. You should have seen we, this wardrobe yeah. beforehand. I mean, the shoes, the shorts, and the shirt match. So we're not messing around this episode. There's a lot of there's a lot of layers that go into uh, yeah the the process um yeah but it's it's a big episode it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome we can't wait to get into it there's there's so much to talk about there's show news there's extra goodies there's the chapter itself it's amazing um before we get into all that before we get into quick counsel this episode is brought to you by Manscaped uh, as I need to know have you mown your have you mowed your lawn Mm-hmm. And if so, how short did you cut the grass? If you know what I'm saying. Here's the thing. The other day, I, I always post on, on Instagram and I do my stories and stuff. And a lot of times it's, it's mowing of grass, right? And I had, people, <laughs> I, I had people replying and they're like, literally, all you do is mow your grass. And I was like, are they talking about the lawnmower 4.0 commercial we just did? Or are they talking about like the Instagram thing? And some people are, people are now realizing it's both. I mean, I, I am just a guy who likes to mow the lawn. I enjoy it. I, I like a good trim. I think it, it feels good. It's nice. You know what it is. So when the, um, when the sun is up, you're mowing grass. When it's dark, you got that four thousand k LED spotlight mowing something else, right? Dude, I, I is tell that you what's right going now, on? To me, like in the <laughs> last night, are we going to talk about this for ten minutes? Because I probably <laughs> down to like the lawnmower four is my favorite commercial I've ever done. Because guys, it it legit has like. <laughs> Like the, the lights, man, what kind of yeah. like, it's like you are trimming in the old forest. It's as if they knew <laughs> we would need this now, a connection to this chapter. Okay. So we'll, we'll talk mm-hmm. about, you know, the multifunctional on off switch, you mm-hmm. know, the travel lock, uh, the lights, all this, all this stuff, the closeness, the different, you know, uh, guard length sizes one mm-hmm. through four. They got it all listed here, man. The 4.0, yeah. it launched on May 5th. It's amazing. It's awesome. You guys should check it out. Uh, keep everything trimmed up. But let me tell you something, Lane. I was thinking about this chapter, <laughs> and I literally kid you not, Manscaped like, crept into my mind, and I'm not even <laughs> making this up. I'm listening, and I, Bilbo, it's, it's like he's looking at the underbelly of smog, going, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I think this guy needs the lawnmower, you know, he needs the lawnmower 4.0. He, he's nicking himself. He nicked himself. I don't know what smog is using. <laughs> But, like, he needs something better. This thing has – so I brought up the guard protection because it has a – I mean, again, one through four size guard length. You've got to protect yourself or you're going to nick your – Smog's dead because of whatever, you know, know manscaping just, device uh, he was using, a uh, trimmer. Just, just imagine if he would have been using the uh, precious gemstones guard. He would have been totally fine. That <laughs> scale would still be in place. Right. No weakness. 
no weakness I, whatsoever. Yeah, Man. I because that's the thing. Like, it, it's one thing to get close, but you got to do it like. <laughs> You got to be careful, man. I mean, that's so. Yes, the hedge is well trimmed. Everything is still is still oh safely gosh. intact. So I did not pull a smog. I went with the lawnmower 4.0, friends, and you should too. So as uh, there's also some kind of special promo code too, right? That that our friends can yeah. use for Manscaped. So so whether you're you're a you're a, you're a man looking to scape or a woman looking to have your manscaped. Right, right, right. right. Yes. It's not. This is not just for the lads. Like, like, and I'm. You know what? I'm just gonna. Women could use this too if they wanted, or they could Absolutely. buy it for the special man in their life. And through Fansided, we have a special promo code. Tell them more about it, as well. It, the thing is here now. You need this promo code if you're someone like Thorne and Company who have yet to acquire the treasure that Smog <laughs> is guarding. Okay, so uh, this is again pre, <laughs> you know, pre gold. Uh, uh, you know, acqu- acquiring treasure here situation. So we have fansided20. Just go to uh, www.manscape.com. Uh, Any order, go in there. Uh, when, you're, when you're checking out, type in fansided20. Uh, you get 20% off and free shipping. My free shipping. You can't beat that. That's like barrel riding delivery right there. Barrel riding. Here we go. <laughs> beautiful. Uh, yeah. Um, Awesome. So again, just so amped uh, to be a part of the fan-sided podcasting uh, group family. Uh, it's so cool, you know, talking to Carrie and Patrick. Um, yeah. Almost, it feels like uh, every other day we're in communication with them. They have such cool plans for uh, the uh, fan-sided podcast umbrella, and it's just awesome to be a part of it. Who knows what opportunities will come our way because of it, um, dude? Patrick, I think I was telling you this. Um, Patrick reminds me of like Michael J. Fox meets uh, somebody else. There's someone else I can't quite put my finger on, but he is so Michael J. Foxy to me. I'm like, dude, "Dude, are we back in the future? I don't know what's going on. That's huge for you. That's a big compliment from Lane right there because you love my first hero. My first hero, yes, is Marty McFly, Michael J. Fox. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, awesome, no, really no. cool things. How are you, my friend? How are you doing? What's life? What's life well, been like? I mean, friends know this. Uh, we said it last episode. Things are changing for uh, the flannel wizard, and I'm going to be on the move here. By the way, I'm really happy to hear like things are getting better. Uh, I, I know that mm-hmm. the pandemic still kind of you know people are. It, I, feel, I feel like we're going to be dealing with a lot of this for you know quite some time. But I think when good yeah. news comes around you ought to talk about it like yeah. if things are getting better that's what we want we all want that and uh, we've been talking at mm. school you know about the the restrictions kind of rolling back and and the numbers going down and things like that so i am pumped for that because i want to get out this summer i would love i would love to be able to travel a bit more i'd love to come down and yeah. see you more often and, yeah, and things like that so uh yeah I'm, I'm encouraged because of all of that i'm encouraged because i'm on this new path i've stepped out my door and uh Oez is just kind of seeing where the road takes him right now, uh, <laughs> which is great, man. I love it. It's awesome. And, and I am it's also, awesome. you, you brought up fan sided and like that whole yep. opportunity. I, I am really, really pumped and excited for this podcast and, and just sort of like where, where we're going to, you know, uh, where we're headed in the show and everything else that's coming out. And yeah. this chapter, I'm fired up about this chapter. I've been telling you, man, I don't know. I just, I feel like this renewed, uh, you know, energy or whatever. It, interestingly, and I'm not going to say it was like clear back at the beginning of 2020, uh, but I remember at the beginning of 2020 when we said, man, we got this new fire. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. So we had the, we had this fire and it took a pandemic. <laughs> to, to, yeah. to, to, oh God. I mean, wow. But the fire it's is back, baby. How life works. The fire's back. back, man. This the secret fire is hard to put out. And it's yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. Like it was uh well, we had a bunch of adjustments too, didn't we? The the everything with the pandemic hit and like we, we were dealing with um a lot of just like personal things too, and, and even just like uh, you know, not going to school to teach was weird and then coming back to school to teach in a different way. Like I've been online all year and it's been something like I am I told Sarah, this is terrible. I told Sarah, we've got ten days of school left. And I told her today, I was like, if someone made the magical offer, a wizard comes to me and says, I can fast forward your life two weeks. You'll be done with work, but you won't remember anything that happens in your personal life. I don't think I'd say, let's go, but I'd have to think about it. Like that's Mm -hmm. how ready Mm -hmm. I am to be just done with the school year. I want to move on. I want to go back to a much more normal setup last uh, next year from what I've had this last year. Like I, I want kids in my classroom. I don't want to Zoom teach anymore. I'm just I'm over it. I'm so uh, I, I've I've uh, it's it has taken uh, taken a uh, like a like a creative toll I think even and and just yep. I feel burnt out on on uh, having yeah. to teach remotely. So. Yep. Yeah, I feel you on that. I'm glad that that stuff's starting to roll back a little bit. We're getting back to somewhat normalcy, um, like th- that maybe, you know, we're, we're not going to have to wear masks in certain situations. If we've been vaccinated, that sounds awesome. Um, like I was pumped to hear that Governor DeWine here in Ohio talking about full stadiums for for games, you know, get to go see the Browns yeah. play yeah. this year would be, would be amazing. So, like – and this is someone who's a homebody, right? Like a true hobbit, man. And, yes, and, you are. and the thought of being able to go out and do things again is very liberating. Just having the choice, I think. I don't know that I will do more stuff sure. or or go out and do more things. But just the fact that it, that other people who need it are makes me feel better. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes, And it like does. just the, 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 the fact that it's a possibility that we could go and do things that we could. Oh, like today. This was the, this was the most out like out out of the ordinary thing we've done like we we've been doing click list for grocery shopping like we don't the girls go to mom and dad's uh they 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 come home with us we don't go out and do anything we haven't um today after school we went to a greenhouse and the girls were psyched man you would have thought we were at disney world or something like they're like i could not keep up with winnie when he was holding my hand charlotte was holding sarah's hand and winnie mm-hmm. is like pulling me through the aisles of this greenhouse. Just let's yeah. go here, daddy. Let's go over here. Ooh, look at the pink flowers, daddy. Just right. all over like, right. And I just thought to myself, I was like, I, I told him as we we're leaving, I said, girls, we're going to do so much more of this. Like this is because they're yeah. still really, that's the other thing too. They're really hesitant around people. They've never known. Like we were trying to say, right. you know, uh, trying to get them to tell the cashier woman, thank you, you know, and they wouldn't say anything. They're just like, yeah, they don't like in certain in social situations. It's like, right. Uh, I don't know you. I'm not going to say anything. And right, so they're right. just not used to it. So getting them used to that again will be will be nice. Yeah. But stuff back to normal is, is going to be great. Are you having are you you said you're doing some traveling? Like what's going on? Were you you going anywhere soon? Well, I, I planned. I don't know. It's you know, I might have to just. I might have to leave the flannel cloak behind for a little bit. It gets a little warm down in Costa Rica, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Can you imagine me out there on coast on the on the Dominical Beach, just out there in Costa Rica with a flannel cloak, just 
ripping oh. the cloak off and yeah they're see call- the handiwork of my manscaping <laughs> wow here we go uh i mean they're calling the the official the local officials in on this guy we got a stranger out here on the beach <laughs> In a flannel cloak. He keeps disappearing and reappearing. <laughs> He's so shiny. He's so shiny. His skin is so radiant. It's well, so white and milky. He yeah. needs to tan. You got to get this man tanned. Also, he's sweating profusely. He is at this. This man looks like he hasn't stepped a foot in the ocean, but looks like he's been out there all day. <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah. I, Soaking wet. I do have some some uh, fun surprises. Uh, by the way, I don't yeah. know. We often, you know, we have a love. I have a love hate relationship with uh, social media. But if you yeah. want to follow some secret updates, uh, I'm going to be taking <laughs> over a couple of my different podcasting, you know, accounts, and then my personal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, account there. And it's a nice way to vlog. I enjoy just posting a mm-hmm. still image, going back and forth with Lane on who's got a better lawn mowing. You Dude, know, I, soundtrack. I, uh, I heard your retort to to Mad Season by Matchbox Twenty, and I was like, I, yeah. I mean, it was weak. Is that it was weak? Sauce. It was it was weak sauce. <laughs> yeah, I, bro. I, mean, it was like, I, <laughs> I was throwing fastballs, and you came in with a knuckler, and it didn't I, even stay in the strike zone. It wasn't like a good knuckler. That's like, oh, that's man, I'm gonna swing right. at that and whiff. It was like no. in the dugout. By the time it it crossed that, the plate, you know what I mean. That was like a guy saying, "I've never thrown a knuckleball, so they won't see it coming." <laughs> <laughs> but like, here, here goes you nothing. don't actually know how to throw a knuckleball, so you you give it a go. It's uh, you know, <laughs> here we go, seventh just, inning. Just, I'm gonna try it out first time on the mound, seventh inning. I'm gonna try it out. <laughs> Bases loaded. This is oh, not gonna. Oh my gosh! Dude. Hit the dirt. I, I promise. Oh, Holy so smokes. Yeah. Anyways, but no, go check that uh, out because uh, yeah, I am I am traveling yeah. and I I do have some some fun uh, plans. Uh, I know this is this is not related to Lord of the Rings, but I mean, mm-hmm. speaking of encouraging news, you know I'm yeah. a big fan of Star Wars. You know I love um my yeah. uh, my my podcast Hyperspace Hangout. Yes. So I yes. do that. I, yeah, little, little little project there with Matt. And uh, Star Wars Celebration has moved up. It is no longer like it was going to be August twenty twenty two. They moved yeah. it up to May, right around May, which May the fourth. Me, uh, just after it's just after okay. it's at the end of May. Well, but that's cool. It tells me there's something exciting coming in Star Wars, and I'm pumped for it. So, Ooh. what do yeah. you think it is? Do you have any real quick? Do you have any theories on what that what it might be? Oh, I, I, new films. I, I know. For, well, there's a bunch of. Yeah, yeah, I know for a fact they're going to be you know the things that they'll promote like like the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba yeah. Fett, the Ahsoka series. They have all their TV shows to promote. But mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if they their next big blockbuster kind of movie hit if they said if they showed us a teaser of something like the old like a like a trilogy for the old republic or something you know what it wouldn't surprise me if they if wow. they did something like that yeah because I thought what's the reasoning is it just for the TV shows that's that's fine there's plenty there there's a good reason to bump it up if you can to promote those yeah. shows yeah but but. What else? HBO Max is, is dropping a lot of movies. They're kind of saying like, yeah. yeah, it's in theaters, but if you don't want to yeah. go to the theater, come in here, pay a little, uh, you know, sign up for the for the yeah. HBO Max, and boom, you can sit in your house and watch it. <laughs> so, right. I, so. Sorry, this is a, a funny aside. I was talking to one of my students in the hallway, a student who was in my class and then came to school, so he's in another class. But every time I see him, I say, you know, hey, what's up, man? He had a Godzilla shirt on. It was sick. And I asked him about it. And he asked me if I'd seen Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong, right? 
Yeah. I was like, nah. I was like, I miss it. He was like, yeah, you can't find it anywhere, man. It's not even on Hobo Max anymore. <laughs> I was like, Hobo, Hobo Max? I said, yeah. HBO oh. Max. I think it's like one of those things as a kid. He probably really thinks it's Hobo Max. Sure, he does. Not HBO. Like, because what does HBO mean? Home box office. Kids don't right. know that. It's no. Hobo, Ma- Hobo Max. So, right. Yeah. Hon- honestly, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, it kind of Hobo fits. Max it's, sound. It does. Sound, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, is is the bad guy in that? Is that Revan in that Star Wars? Yeah. Universe? Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. That, yeah. You're okay. right. Yeah. Darth Revan would, and, and Darth. Who would Malik. play Darth Revan? Good God. Ah, uh, that's a great question. I have no clue. I'm not Keanu Reeves. Well, people, people, there are there's a bunch of uh, artwork out there. Yep. Yes, there's a bunch of that, which would be really, really, really awesome. Did you know, like, there's a Matrix? Uh, the Matrix Four is actually. Yes. I think it's a thing. Yes, it's a thing. Uh, people, we all need to go see that movie when it comes out because <laughs> yes, I, yeah, dude. I'm a huge Matrix guy. I'm I a mean, huge Matrix fan. Yep. I took both the red and the blue pill at once, and it was. At the, you could turn the. I took the purple pill. It yeah. turned purple inside me. This guy. I saw both worlds at the same time. S- same time, I was saying it. I was tripping Neo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tripping over my Neos. Oh uh, man. Anyway. Um, all right. Yeah. Life. Life is good. Life is great. I just have one thing. I. I wanna. I wanna. Um. I just wanted to. I want to encourage people. Okay. Find yourself. Yeah. Find yourself a man or a woman whoever you're looking for that does this kind of stuff for you. I'm, I'm setting up. I, uh, you know, this is late at night, obviously, um, go out and work out after the girls are asleep, come back in, set up Sarah's upstairs, getting ready to go to bed. And I found a little note lane. I love you. And you give me hope. Thanks for being with us. And for us, we are lucky ladies. Love Sarah. Find someone, find someone who loves you like that. If you can find someone who loves you like that, man. Yeah. No, nothing's impossible. Nothing will stand in your way. And let's go. It's, it's, I don't know. The, the world is yours. The world is yours. So anyway, huge let's shout go. out to my beautiful wife. God, I um, love that. She's amazing, man. She's amazing. It's without yeah. her. We've always said it without her. This, this podcast oh. would not be possible. Would not. We brought that up a couple weeks ago. I I reiterate yeah. it when you. I'm like, man, yeah. dude. It's I I love her and your family, and she's wonderful. Yeah. And let's just say, uh, I'm gonna take that advice you just gave right there to heart, my friend. I think you already have. I think I have to. So, That's all right. The spoiler alert. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's get into some dropping eaves. There is a lot to talk about. Um. Not necessarily like leaks and spoilers or anything, but just a big announcement that just happened. Um, having a Charlotte on board is never a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I know that because we have a Charlotte in our lives. You know, yeah. I don't know. Uh-huh. Is there another yeah. hidden reference there? Maybe. Right. But Loader on Prime has a Charlotte, my friend. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, when was this? 14 hours ago, as of when we're recording. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome. Load this loader on Prime's official Instagram account. Welcome, Charlotte Bronstrom, to our Middle Earth family. All right. So Charlotte Bronstrom is um, Bronstrom. I'm I'm not. Uh, <clears throat> my German is not very good, so that's I'm doing my best. But Charlotte is uh, going to be directing some two episodes of Loader on Prime, uh, in addition to J. A. Bayona. 
and in addition to uh, Wayne Che Yip. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um, this there's this picture that accompanies this message. Obviously, definitely on location, definitely in the mountains. Um, now, what part of New Zealand is this in? I couldn't tell you. No idea. It mm-hmm. looks remote AF, but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, we know that they're using ARRI rental because she's wearing a hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, have I tried to zoom in on her sunglasses to see what is being reflected? Yes, yes you I have. have. Can't make anything out. Is there a wizard? Is that a hobbit? I don't know how that's possible. Maybe. Go check it out for yourself. Um, there's a, There was an article released in Variety that uh, accompanies this announcement as well. So she signed on to... Di- I'm just going to read read bits and pieces of this. Yeah. She signed on to direct two episodes, um, which you know they're, they're pointing out here that they've, they've created an impressive international creative team, you know, citing J.A. Bayona and also the British-Chinese director, Wayne Che Yip. Uh, we're going to talk about him in a second because I realized, too, that we got so caught up in that photograph and, and just um, hearing from, from Jimmy down in New Zealand that mm-hmm. we forgot to really even talk about Wayne at all. So I wanted to bring him up. There is also a, there was a press release on, on his uh, direct directorship, directorial ship as well. Um, uh, this is a quote from Charlotte. She said, I'm very excited to be guide, guided through middle earth by JD's and Patrick's vision and immerse myself in the iconic world of J.R.R. Tolkien. It's a great privilege to be in New Zealand to work with Amazon Studios' outstanding ensemble of creative talents. There are countless things still to see in Middle-earth and great works to do, which is, uh, of course, her uh, quoting uh, Gimli, which is awesome to hear. Wow! So uh, she is a Swedish-French director, and has a plethora of credits for over 30 feature films. So maybe her last name is Swedish. I just, I don't know. Um, miniseries and episodes. So she's worked on Grey's Anatomy, The Man in the High Castle, Outlander, and The Witcher. She also directed two episodes of Netflix's latest superhero series, uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Have you seen that at all? No, I haven't. I've, I've heard it's about it. It's in their top 10. I haven't seen it. Uh, you know, um, in addition, uh, Brownstrom is an international Emmy Award nominee for uh, Julie Chalevar de Maupin with uh, Sarah uh, Biasny in the mm. titular role. Okay. I, uh, also, so, The Witcher, my friend. Yeah. I, think, I think The Witcher is yeah, what folks Witcher. might know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, so really um, popular, really relevant shows. Um, uh, there's. Again, uh, just a little synopsis of, of uh, J.D. JD Payne and Patrick McKay, the showrunners, and just all of these uh, individuals who are um, involved. You know, um, the fact that uh, J.A. Bayona is an e- executive producer. Um, I didn't know this, that uh, uh, Yip is also a co-executive producer. Okay? Um, okay. It makes me think. It makes me think. Like, her involved. So, uh, like... Uh, I don't know. Does The Witcher? So, so we've, you know, intimacy coordinator. Will there be nudity in Middle Earth? Mm-hmm. What's it going to look like? Outlander definitely has it. Yep. Um, the Witcher. Is there nudity and, and um, sexual content in The Witcher? Yeah. yeah, there is a little bit. It's okay. not real explicit, but. Okay. Yeah. All right. Some well, there. Well, actually, yeah, it is. Sorry. 
Okay. Well, I mean, it's, you know, standards are so different today from what you want. Like, yeah. What's explicit we anymore? <laughs> even, yeah. Even like from when Lord of the Rings came out in films. So here's what I, here's all I'm going to say. I just think, I just think everyone needs to prepare themselves for it. Like everyone needs to expect there to be like, there probably will be nudity. And there are obviously if they're, you know, we've talked about this whole time, intimacy coordinator, there will probably be, you know, we're probably going to have to watch this before we let our kids watch it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. Sure. That's why the, like, yeah, paying attention to, to the reviews and checking into it, looking at the rating. I mean, once more information comes out, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll kind of know, but yeah, yeah. for sure. Are you, for viol- for violence and for you know nudity or whatever it might be, yeah, you gotta 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 keep an eye and, out for that. I mean those those little elves had to come from somewhere, you know what I mean? Like the Numenorians, they they had to be they had to be produced somehow. So anyway, that's <laughs> that's just God. that's all I'm saying about that. But it's just interesting to see like what these other um, creative leaders have worked on. You know, what, yeah. is that some sort of hint at maybe some of the content we might see or a validation of? You know what we've learned so far that there that this show. I'm not making a judgment. I'm just saying it might involve or contain some of that type of content. You know what I'm sure. saying? Sure. Okay. Yes. Yep. So anyway, um, the cast is very excited about this announcement. We have Sophia Namvit, who um is one of the actresses. She was from that first crop of actresses announced, uh, and actors announced. Um, uh, Nazanin. Uh, Boniati has also uh, made a post and has put in her story about Charlotte. They just have great things to say. Uh, Sophia said, well, what can I say about the incredible Charlotte? Uh, quite simply, she is amazing. She's a formidable force, a Trojan, a Titan, an absolute juggernaut of a director. And furthermore, she's a woman and a mother. She's nothing short of a creative genius and in only a short space of time has become a dear lifelong friend. I am beyond honored, grateful, and excited to have her on the show. Welcome to the family, my lovely Charlotte Brownstrom. Um, there's also a hashtag, Loader on Prime Family, if you want to go check that out. So they're, they're hashtagging cool. some, of their, some of their posts and adventures there. Um, Nazanin said, uh, delighted to welcome my friend Charlotte Bronstrom to the Loader on Prime family. I had the privilege of being directed by her in Counterpart, so I've seen her immense talent in action already and have been eagerly awaiting her arrival. Uh, I can't think of anyone better to break ground as the first woman to ever helm Tolkien. From Germany to New Zealand, I hope this is the second of many adventures we go on together. Hashtag Loader on Prime. Uh, and then her story, she just said, you know, the first woman to ever direct Tolkien. Please welcome uh, Charlotte Brownstrom. So, uh, you know, that's that's a, another huge aspect. Like, Middle Earth has never had a female helm direct a, a an episode a movie anything so th- groundbreaking groundbreaking yeah. and very yeah. exciting can, can i say so is this yeah. like the i mean she's is, are they doing this now like is it are, when they're posting this to their social media loader on mm-hmm. prime is this something that's passed and everyone's just been holding their kind of been holding back on this and now that it's out there now we can talk about it as if it's happening or did it did she just arrive I'm just thinking about production and where, where everything's at. Yeah. It's so under wraps that it's like. I know. I know. Well, I. It seems yeah, like she good, just got there. I mean, but the way they're, they're talking about it. It does seem like she just got there, but she's also the photo that the, that they released with that announcement is her on set directing. I mean, it looks like, unless this is from a totally different uh, 
project, but I don't think it is because that I don't looks think it like is. New Zealand in the background. Yeah. The fact that they're not, I mean, we could look up ARRI rental, but that sounds like something that, that is in New Zealand. Um, and the, those mountains in the background, I mean, it looks like somewhere on the South Island or, uh, you know, something, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think in my mind, I think that that's a great point. Like maybe she has already directed a little bit and they're just now able to make that announcement. Yeah, I don't know. Or, it's so hard to decipher, dude, isn't it? Right. Because obviously, if if this is if that's a, a picture from production, then she's directed something so far. Yeah, it was in action. Yeah, and you know that Bayona was out there. Do they talked about the first yeah. two episodes? Then that grew a bit, um, and then Wayne Yip is out there doing yep. some stuff as yeah. well. And then now we have someone else. So it, it doesn't seem like they're. It actually seems like as it's happening, they're letting people know. I yeah, I that's could yeah. be wrong. That's but kind I of mean, the vibe, isn't it? Yeah, because I think that feels better. I I like that feeling more. You know, it's like the, it it kind of increases the excitement versus like, oh, this is all photos, or we're just announcing this from past kind of over the past yeah. year. This is what happened. You know, I also like it too because they're in a sense they're like they they've been able to stay so under wraps, but in this way, they're also like taking control of because this was announced by them. It wasn't leaked by anybody, um, you know. The One Ring .net, click One Clickbait .net didn't didn't like you know spy this out or leak this out or get a spy. Actually, I have a funny story about them. Uh, yeah. they, there was a, I read an article of them like taking pictures of stuff and, and having supposedly a spy, but then like at the end of the article, they're like, if anyone in New Zealand knows what we're looking at or is familiar with the area, please contact us. Let us know. Are there any landmarks? Is there anything that could give it away as a part of Numenor or as a part of, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, uh, what's it like Mythlond or whatever? I was like, oh my gosh, they have no idea. They have no idea. It's driving them nuts. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So big news: Charlotte um, uh, Bronstrom is directing big time first female director in Middle Earth. All right. Uh, so That's another cool. one that we need to get into is um, our second director that we know of, uh, Michael Che Yip. So he's a British Chinese director. He's joined the creative team as a director and a co-executive producer. Um, you know, they're they're really really um, highlighting the fact that this is an international um, team of directors, which is really cool. Different perspectives. You know, it's, it's awesome. Um, okay, so this is crazy. Didn't know this, bro. Little connection here. He's also directed episodes in the Wheel of Time series. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Uh, That's cool. And he's also worked with Jordan Peele on Jordan Peele's Monkey Paw Productions, directing episodes of Hunters, um, which stars Al Pacino. So, you know, working with, with uh, legends. Um, he's also... Uh, Let's see. Um, his prior credits include the first Doctor Who New Year's special, yep. um, multiple episodes of Preacher for Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg at AMC, and Happy featuring Chris uh, Maloney and a flying unicorn. Uh, early in his career in the UK, Wayne directed on multiple premium cable and pro broadcast shows as part of a directing team with Alex Garcia Lopez, working on titles such as Utopia, Misfits, and Secret Diary of a Call Girl for HBO. So um, he, as part of this uh, uh, release, he um, 
made a statement. It is a true honor to be invited into the world of Tolkien by JD and Patrick and Amazon Studios. Every day I look forward to working with the incredible team here in New Zealand as we humbly contribute to the legacy of the greatest stories ever told. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just just hearing there. So like hearing Charlotte make a reference to Gimli, right? That there's so much still to be explored. Hearing uh, Wayne talk about like, you know, humbly contributing to the legacy of the greatest stories ever told. JD and Patrick from the very, very beginning, you know, referencing Tolkien, um, uh, f- t- t- remarking how they feel like just humble hobbits um, w- given a monumental task. Like this humility and the way that they're coming into this project, all of these creators, realizing that this is a big deal, right, um, is so... like settling for me. It it is so calming. It makes me Mm -hmm. feel like this is just seriously in the right hands. Yeah. It's in the right hands. No, I'm with you because it is nice to hear them talk about one another, to talk about family and to get that same vibe and feel that uh, when when you talk to Shane, when you talk to Tammy and and when when we've had a chance to talk to to Billy Boyd, for example. Billy Boyd. It's it's really cool to hear them talk about the the experience and the vibe and the feels and yeah. the appreciation they have for Tolkien's stories and, and the great storytelling yeah. uh, that yeah that 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 he gave to us. So yeah, it's encouraging. It's highly encouraging. Yeah, big time, big time. Um, so that's that's all really awesome. Those are the the two. I mean, I guess the the, the announcement about Charlotte is the biggest. Um, at this at this point when we're recording, it's it's kind of brand new. It happened like um, today uh, or last night, maybe even. Um, and then talking about uh, you know um, Wayne as a director is is another big thing that we has happened pretty recently within the last uh, couple of months. So um, our our uh, upper friend Chris Fizzit actually sent us an article too from uh, the Daily Wire. I didn't even know this was a thing, but I guess a lot of people were like um, upset, confused by, like kind of contesting the fact that Amazon spent as much as it did on this first season. And so like Jennifer Salk had to come out and kind of defend why they spent so much, which seems kind of stupid to me. I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't understand like who these people are who were like, I can't believe Amazon is spending so much on a show that's going to be amazing and that we really care about. Maybe there are people who don't want Lord of the Rings shows. I don't know. But like to me, it's like, give them more. Give them all the money they need. Um, I think yeah, that the I, comparison was was talking about how like Peter Jackson's original trilogy was only 200-some million. Why is it double that for one season? Okay, whatever. Um it, it was it was an interesting article. It, it pretty much is just like Jennifer Salk, who who uh, we we talked about way at the beginning of all this. Uh, you know, as an Amazon exec, um, uh, uh, working with TV show development and movies and stuff. Their their media side, um, the process of acquiring the rights, and she even said in here, she's like part part of that figure is what we spent on the rights. Mm-hmm to even do the shows and bidding and it was yeah. a big amount. Yeah. 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 And how they were like, you know, this is, this is something that, uh, is going to be, have demand such a large audience mm-hmm. because of the, uh, just because of, of the topic, 
because it's Lord of the Rings. Like right. this is going to be an appointment that m- millions, billions of people aren't going to want to miss. And so we have to deliver on that. Uh, and I think she even said like the figure for just the rights alone. And we had talked about this previously, but I had forgotten. It was like $250 million. So mm-hmm. half of that, half of that first season budget, just chuck it out as just them being able to do this show in the first place. So I don't really understand what, what people's gripe is or like what the, what, why it's being called into question. And she even said, I think she even compared it to um, like Knives Out is getting a couple sequel films from Netflix and it's it's around the same figure if not more same. and yeah, so it is so yep. a, a, a franchise that is relatively new um that well brand i mean like a couple years old right it's nothing nothing compared to it's not in the same category as the lord of the rings right and it's yeah. and it's costing the same amount so well i just th- thought it was interesting yeah her her other point and i really like that that she came out and said this and i think people who just read a headline and then go out and tweet or just kind of go off the rails about like this budget don't look at the details one yeah. th- this show is going to support artists for years to come to uh, yeah. like, like like creators yeah. people like yeah. a whole crew of people are going to get it's in on this it's a huge team too it's a huge team and and yeah. she said like and i think that's an awesome thing it it brings these great stories to life and it's awesome and it motivates look how many look at our tolkien stories that come in every every week yeah. where people were motivated and inspired by Lord of the Rings to then go back and read the book series. It does so much good, and there's so much negativity in the world that I say spend mm-hmm. as much as you want on this to amplify something sure. positive and to get good creators out there. Now, the other thing she said is that this is kind of... Um, this is the setup for the series. This is... It's like... It's mm-hmm. sustainability, right? So, like, we're not just setting this up for... That's not just season one. This thing has right. to be at a certain level to propel yeah. its success through four to five seasons or whatever it might yeah. be, you know, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. 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 That's a, it's a great point. Almost kind of like uh, startup costs in a way, like you got to get certain things in place that once they're in place, you're, they're not going to cost, you know, additional in, in future seasons or anything like that. So, yeah. Um, so that's all the, that's all the, the news, um, uh, up to this point, um, you know, tomorrow I bet something will break and we'll talk about it next time. Um, I did want to bring up this point, man. I, I had this thought, I was like, you know, Lord of the Rings, it's all about this focus on, on this, um, on these, uh, man, I'm having a hard time talking today, uh, on these, these, uh, underdog characters, the hobbits, right? Underdog yep. race. The Hobbit is the same way, you know. This chapter, especially, that comes into light how how even even after all we talked about this last chapter too. Even after all the things that Bilbo has gotten us through, he's still he's still questioned, he's still blamed, just like Dennis Rodman himself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I thought to myself, I was like, how much of maybe some of the trepidation that we're facing going into the show is because. We know and/or are assuming that there will be, and and also too, like when we get uncomfortable with all these wizards and elves and like dark lords and stuff. There's always the hobbits to make us feel like okay, you know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. Hobbit characters, whether mm-hmm. it's Sean Astin, whether it's Elijah Wood, whether it's Martin yep. Freeman, they comfort us like nothing else and they kind of mm-hmm. help us in a lot of like what Tom Shippey was talking about that whole. Um, they help bring us into the world because they're kind of part of our 
frame of reference. They're still, even though it, you know, they're based on, you know, Tolkien's world from, you know, or the world as Tolkien knew it almost 150 years ago, they're still enough. They're still close. They're closer to us than they were to the, you know, the time right. of, of mythology. So how much of that do you think that is like subconsciously something people are dealing with? Like this is, we're going into new territory and we don't even have our, our safety blanket. We don't have our hobbits to look forward to, to fall back on, to feel comforted by. Do you think that's wow. legit? Do you think that's ridiculous? Wow. I never really thought, cause that, that is like the, you're, the lens at which you you go on this journey eventually you get to a point where yeah you're with legolas and you're you're with aragorn and gimli and, and so on and stuff and you're really um you get some of their perspective but really it's the hobbits are always there and yeah. and you feel kind of they they're feel the like yeah they're the heart they feel like us like yeah. like bilbo in this for example when he has thoughts of home it's real like we get yeah. more of his and, it, and part of it is just to that yeah yeah Part of it is just what the author decided to do, which was to say, I'm going to, this is the person I want to connect you to. Like mm -hmm. in this very chapter, he's going to say, you know, this is just how dwarves are. They're not really heroes, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. in general, for the most part, they're not. And, but Bilbo is also just this ordinary guy. And maybe this is just an ordinary yeah. story that happened a long time ago, you know? Yeah. So yeah. like it, it's, but also there's tons of lessons just embedded in there, but it feels natural and it feels kind of like, feels real. I mean, it feels, yeah. you know. It, 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 I, so I get you. Is that something that – how will we make that connection in this new series? Yeah. You know? Will, be, will there be a Hobbit, like a, a new – I don't know. It'll be interesting. Will there be something that takes that, that role of, of what Hobbits have been for us? I just wonder – I wonder if that's partially why people are so nervous because it is going to be so different. Like we've never seen anything like that before right. in any of and, these – Yeah. The, I think the second, you know, the, the, like the follow up, like once we get to know Strider and then we know Aragorn yes, and right. then we we get into, all right, Boromir at the end. Well, actually, I mean, you know, that's that's devastating. Then we learn about Faramir. We start to learn yeah. about men. And I think men uh, and women might be the place where we're going to have to get. Yeah. I, still like, I feel like they yeah. have to keep the elves the way, you know, distant and kind of, I don't know. Not too um, relatable. They can't be yeah. too relatable. Yeah freak so, us out <laughs> yeah that would be freaky that would be a little freaky yeah, uh, yeah and that's a cool thing and then you get your dwarves yeah. if they're if they're gonna have depending on how much of that they're gonna incorporate in and um yeah anatar the whole thing i mean so it's got to be men it's, it has to be numenorians yeah. that we have yeah. to get close to or something i don't know that's a really good point i never thought about that yeah yeah Wow. All right. Uh, that's that's all the show news we got in other corners of Middle Earth. Man, there's so much good stuff to go check out. As always, go check out and get yourself some Dr. Bean Coffee. Go to drbeancoffeecompany.com and get some of your very own. It's the only brew or steep for the brave and true. Um, it's a wonderful company. They make amazing coffee. Uh, there's all kinds of new products. I think that they're 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 uh, even producing now, I, I uh, feel like I was on their site the other day, and there's some new blends that are coming out, some new roasts. Go check it out. Get yourself some. It's fantastic coffee. It also, um, you know, is our our dear friend Charlotte's, um, you know, baby. 
and company that she heads up with her with her good friend. So say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go check them out. Um, uh, it's some new scents coming out, my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Firelight Fables Candle Company has some brand new scents coming out. They just came in today. I didn't even tell you this. Okay. A mythical creature mini bundle. Go check out Casey's candles. Um, the promo code is still going. Fire okay. it up. One word gets you ten percent off of your order. Uh, this so we busted these out. Got them in the mail today. Actually, opened them up. Came home. Sarah meant to light. I think the mermaid one, but unknowingly and accidentally, she lit the. Um, the Golden Drake, which kind of freaked me out because I was like, Sarah, did you know we're reading about Smaug? Oh, my like, did you gosh. Realize did she that? Really? She was like, I didn't even mean to light that one. Life Seriously. imitating art. So there, there's four new scents. There's the Mythical Mare. There's uh, M-A-R-E, not M-A-Y-O-R. There's the Merfolk Maiden. There's the Phoenix Fire. There's the Golden Drake. Um. I mean, this. I'm not going to explain the sense to you. All I'm going to tell you is, I opened each one and went, "Yeah." I mean, yeah. we don't like legit. Really? We don't buy candles from anybody else. Yeah, and and you know how much we love candles. They're they're just amazing. And Casey is a wonderful person, and uh, she has a great business, and so it just helps. And man, the packaging. The, the time she puts into packaging those candles and shipping them out to you, the size of, the, of her boxes even, she takes time to stamp in. There's a, there's a Tolkien quote about dragons on the side of the box. Um, she even sent Let's in... Let's go. This is, this is just nuts. She sent, uh, sends in these extra things. Look there's at that. There's this little... Dude, 
This is Dragon Lore. I want to read this before the episode or after the episode or Absolutely. you know the reread portion. Dragon Lore, which again is just is just perfect. Um, and this was rolled up and wrapped around with a little piece of twine and a little key hanging on the edge of it. Seriously, yeah, dude. I always yeah, wonder I mean, what happened just, to the key. It's crazy. And then she, she, you know, she'll send cards. Yeah, what happened to the key? <laughs> and then she sends cards, right? She has branded cards. I'm gonna read it on the air, okay? Just to show you why you should be buying stuff, why you should be buying candles from Casey Lane and I can't wait for you to try all these new scents inspired by mythical creatures. I hope you love them. Uh, I already do. I've only burned one, and threw in an extra Middle Earth scent in uh in case you are running out enjoy and as always happy adventuring uh they're amazing they're wow. also like you know obviously um eco-friendly they're made with a lot of more apricot wax and soy wicks and from sustainable resources and everything so go check it out you got a, a promo code for crying out loud too 10 percent off that's no joke fire it up um also, go check out Isaac, the Lord of Maps. He's releasing these, these mini state stickers, which are fantastic. He's also has these six shirts that he's released. I, I, I really want to get one. Um, it's got, I think that he has one that's like a turtle or something. All, it's all done in the style of, of Tolkien's maps and his drawings. They're amazing. Um, go check him out. Lord underscore of maps on Instagram. You can get to all of his, all of his, um, all of his, uh, you know, deal there, his website and all that stuff, and and, and buy from him. Wow, um, dude, I just, just saw the maps, man. Holy, are the 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 not oh, just the maps, the shirts. I mean, excuse me. Oh yeah, like, aren't they sick? Wow, dude, let's go. Yeah, yeah, he he's amazing, man. Um, it's just amazing how you find these or these people find you, you find them when you. When you do something like this, it's crazy. There's so many creative people out there. Um, and then just looking ahead to our our, our upcoming episodes, really excited to uh, record next episode with the one and only Kurt Jones. It's going to be a, a, you know, this is the first time we've recorded with someone since Dave Fogel. Yeah. Dave Fogel around Thanksgiving time. Yep, our buddy Dave is the last time we recorded. Uh, recorded with with um, you know our good friend Matt Brady before that, and so we haven't yeah. had as many collaborations. And so this will be awesome to be able to catch up with Kurt. We haven't seen him in in over a year. Um, really looking forward to that. It's going to be amazing. We have some other yeah. uh, people who'll be joining us in the future. That'll be that'll be awesome, and you won't just be hearing you know me and Ez's voice, but a, a third voice as well. And uh, we're looking forward to that. So. So yeah. I it, well we yeah you'll still be hearing us drag on, um, <laughs> but what? <laughs> Fake us laugh over it. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm excited. You'll hear yeah. us drag on with Kurt Jones, and and that'll yeah. be and maybe he be great. can you know defeat the drag on and make it you know drag watch off. Him, watch him show up with his lawnmower 4.0. <laughs> can you imagine, dude? I wanted to. I wanted to ask him, uh, oh. like, if we do a commercial with him, ask him if, like, the manscaped lawnmower can help with his low T. Remember how we talked about oh, that last time we saw him? We God. joked around about low T. Yeah. yeah. Cheesy cow. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, we're into the meat and the potatoes. The reread, my friend. Chapter yes. 12. Chapter 12. Yeah. Inside oh, information. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Real quick. Real quick. Yeah, I go ahead. Get out, my copy. Go ahead. Get, out my, get out my copy real quick here. This is oh, what okay. we're reading, right? What's is this that? what we're reading? Wow. This is what we're doing here? Phil Jackson. Okay. Sacred Hoops. Isn't this what the book we're reviewing? 
Sacred hoops. Are we um, rereading this? That's interesting. So like a sacred hoop as in like a ring. A ring. I see. I have to give I have to give a huge shout out. So Matt Branagh uh messaged us on Facebook. He really loved all of the um Phil Jackson, Dennis Rodman, uh, uh you know, analogies, comparisons we made. He he really related to it. He says he agrees that that uh Phil Jackson is Gandalf. Uh he also wanted to recommend Eleven Rings by Phil Jackson, which is a book. It's so weird. Right before he messaged us, I had decided to go with Sacred Hoops first because I remember this coming out in the 90s and being a kid and not really mm -hmm. caring, but now being obsessed with Phil Jackson. And yeah. I was like, the next one I'll get is 11 Rings. And I told him, I was like, Dude, it's kind of scary how close 11 Rings is to Elven Rings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. maybe we'll have some sort of Phil Jackson Lord of the Rings shirt coming out that will be available mm -hmm. on our public. You'll just have to wait and see. I don't know. Maybe I'm working on something. God. God. So a huge I shout out it. to Matt. Matt, thank you for getting a hold of us. And uh, I'm glad you, at least one person, has enjoyed the, the Bulls dynasty references. Yeah, for those of you that forgot, I think we made a reference that uh, Bilbo uh, is the is the Dennis Rodman kind of right, uh, and that connection was so ridiculous. Uh, it was it's so just, real, though, man. It's so real. As well, what I what I did not foresee, oh, and this boy. is just the way things. Mm. This is the way things go. Yeah. There's so many references to the worm in in, in this know. in this chapter. I guys, we didn't plan that. I, no. I didn't know I wasn't thinking about the worm references in this no. chapter and then a chapter pr you know previous with Dennis Robin. So uh, anyways, yeah, that's that. We're going to get into it. The pictures for this, if you haven't looked up any of the images for smog and for, you know, the lonely mountain and mm -hmm. them uh, Bilbo entering here and the spears and the axes and all the mm -hmm. stuff that's hanging around here. It's awesome. I do love the movie. I think they did a great job in the movie. I, I really enjoy um, this part when Bilbo is sneaking yeah. in here and, and we're talking to Smog, we're finally getting to hear him, you know, speak and he's scary and, and, and what have you. But, uh, yeah, really, um, cool illustrations for this. So, yeah, definitely. Okay. So inside information, I, uh, let me just, let me see here. You kind of said it earlier, but do we need Bilbo Baggins or do we not? Like Thorin, do 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 you want him on the team or or not? Yeah, make up your uh, mind. Like you can't keep using him as a scapegoat. You want him to do Every the dirty time. work. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yes. like it's like look. I again, I hate to go back to the Bulls reference out the gate, but it's <laughs> it's like it's like Thorin is like an older Michael Jordan who's just like look when I when he does something right, Thorin baby, Thorin and company. All right, but when wow. he doesn't. Wow. When he doesn't, it's it's you know, well Dennis Rodman, where you at, man? Bilbo, come on now. We hired. This is why we hired you to rebound, to bur to go do the you know wow. the thieving, and it, so, so out the yeah. gate, that's how they treat him. Yeah. And he's just and he has to remind them, hey, hold on a second. Yeah. You know, remember when when we were in these tight spots and like, it's it's the things that kind of go unnoticed, and that's kind of why we made this connection to, to Dennis Rodman. It's the work ethic. It's the guy who is doing sort of um, even though he's getting Bilbo, the rebounds. Yeah, even he's though getting Bilbo the rebounds, some, the, he's he's almost like he's a bit more. I think I, I'm okay with it if somebody's saying hey, just more than rebound, but like so did well, so Dennis. did Dennis. I, so did I'm Dennis. He was the rod man. Okay, so here's the deal. You just you just called it out. You made the comparison, so I'm gonna I'm gonna counter. All right. 
Go. I'm, yeah. I'm going to give you an assist here. Uh, Thorin is Michael Jordan. Yes. So if Thornton is Michael Jordan, and if if Gandalf is Phil Jackson, and if Bilbo is Dennis Rodman, then I think that Balin has to be Scottie Pippen. I knew you were going to say that. Has to be Scottie I, Pippen. Who's the only person who says, you know what? I'll go in with you, lad. I have a... F- yeah. God, that dude, that part just melted my heart. I know. They, do, they did such a good job of that in the movie, but it's like none of the rest of them even... Like the two younger hobbits kind of leaned into one step and then yeah. sort of stopped because they realized no one else, no one else even moved a muscle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We Shame got to on this. them, dude. Shame well, on these dwarves, bro. I, I can't. Yeah. And I kind of want to talk and just so you guys know. So again, we're about to enter the Lonely Mountain. We're sending mm-hmm. in Bilbo Baggins to go in and retrieve some treasure. And you know what? Yeah. I say retrieve some treasure. We don't even really know what Thorin intended him to go in there and do. Because later on, no. I'm sorry if I'm being a little critical of Thorin, but uh, it's okay. he comes back out. When he eventually comes back out with the cup, they're like, well, what would you bring the cup out for? You pissed off the dragon. Yeah. It's, right. They're guys, blaming him for that. Yes. What do you yeah. want here? So I just yeah. think it's it's interesting. And there's this kind of, you know, Bilbo is, is um, I don't know, we, we feel for him because we see we know what he's done we know that he's thinking about home and we know that he's thinking like i could forsake all of this and just be yeah. good with going back you know yeah he's uh, at one point he's he he pretty much comes out and says like i have no you know vested interest in this at all like this is not my deal i, I could if yeah he says if you sent me back to my home right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I couldn't care less is essentially what he comes out and says like I have no desire for this gold, I have no desire for this treasure. This yeah. isn't my quest, because he, he's just he's pushed to the point of being angry because he's just he's treated with a lot of disrespect and blame and unrightfully so. And Tolkien even says like he has become the leader of this group. He has be- exactly, yeah. and and they he's don't even know what the- to do without him. They don't know what to. They ask him for advice. As I know, they ask him I what know. his plan is. <laughs> How the turntables, man, because at the beginning of this, he was too gentle to go out into the... And now, bro, no one will walk into this. What did you think you were getting bro, into here, man? You I, knew there was a dragon there oh, last you left. I hate to be critical, but... No, shame on the dwarf. Not shame all the on dwarves, them. but shame on Thorin, man. Uh, I found one comparison. One like... Um, uh, oh, crap. I can't even think of what it's called. It's like a, it's a mirror image that... Yeah. I just caught. I think it's gonna blow your mind. You probably caught it too. And I'll, when it, when it gets there, I'll, when we get to it, I'll, I'll bring it up. But it blew well, my freaking mind. Do you want to mention it now? Because I'm I'm no, more this gonna no. go. Okay, okay. Uh, I did no. want to ask you a question. Let's get into it. What? Yeah. I wanted to ask you a question, and this is this is skipping in a couple uh, paragraphs here oh, because okay. right. out the gate, I mean, the the big thing here is he says to Thorin once he's suggested that Bilbo go in. You know, he's like, if you think it's my job to go in first, then may your beard grow ever longer. Uh, Say so at once and have it done. And and basically, he's kind of saying, I might or might not go, but also let's just go and who's coming with me type of thing. But it's it's subtly thrown in here a lot of times. He says, perhaps I have begun to trust my luck more than I used to in the old days. Um, He's the lucky number. Yeah. It kind of comes full yeah. circle, sacred yes. hoops, my friend. Sacred hoops, and I, I, I did also. Okay, not to just go ahead. I don't know. Maybe we can't get out of the bull ring. 
You know what I'm saying? Like maybe <laughs> we are waving <laughs> yeah. the red cape and we just can't get out. But third time pays for all, as mm. his father said. Did the Bulls not win two three-peat yes, championships? They did. Yes, they did. Yeah. Also, how does his father, and I don't really know, <laughs> how does he know so much about worms? Ooh. I mean. Dude, is there a story there? Bilbo's well, get, daddy? You've got the green dragon, and like that's the thing that's always you know back, back yeah. in. Uh, so yeah. Something Who is was the known green dragon? of dragon oh. lore, right? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, true. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so I just thought that was interesting because y- didn't you say Shippy had something, some talked about Tolkien and Luck at one point or? Uh, yes. We can- yeah. We talked about it last episode, I think, how Luck was more of a, uh, the connotation is from like the root of the word Luck is so much different than how we like think of luck now. We think of luck as almost like, you know, uh, by chance or by a happy turn, right? Whereas before it was more like this, almost like this, not a, I don't know if it was a virtue necessarily, but it was like a divine kind of thing, like something yeah. that was almost more like how, uh, like, you know, <laughs> most notably anyway, the forefathers of the United States called uh, providence, right? Like this provision uh, yes, from above. There you go. That it was like, you were lucky, almost kind of like you were being looked after by a higher power, perhaps. Yep. Um, Trusting in a funny, guiding kind of spirit or something, like something that is yes. moving and, and, yeah, I got you. Yes. Um, and so interesting you bring Shippy up because uh, I, think, I think I'll say it for when, when we're done with the chapter. At the very end of the chapter, we can kind of reflect on what we've read, and, and I'll read a couple pages from the book where he talks about the... Um, you know the the mythology behind the dragon story and he he goes through this entire chapter in a couple of pages and makes comparisons to some of the more notable like dragons in legend mm. and how they were defeated and how Tolkien took those stories and kind of twisted them and put his own little spin on it yeah okay i like yeah. that i'm i'm cool. very so, interested in that yeah okay yeah i knew you'd like that yeah 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 well, because, yeah, we'll, and we'll get to it here in a second, but some of the dragon, like the nature, dragon lore, what you yeah. do and don't know is very interesting. So we'll get to that very and, shortly. And even yeah. like how you interact with the dragon, right? And how you go to face a dragon. It's very, yeah. what Bilbo does is very like not traditionally heroic, mm-hmm. right? When mm-hmm. you think of a dragon, you've got this big, um, you know, well, Smog heroic was, figure. Smog was yeah. dreaming about that. Smog yes, was dream, right. dreaming about a yeah. figure with a sword facing facing it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The heroic version, and then here stands Bilbo, right? Yeah, um, we'll have it. Yep. yep. Well, so as Lane said earlier, um, Bilbo goes down here alone at first, mm-hmm. and it is Balin, right? Who uh, the lookout man yeah. who was rather fond of the Hobbit. He said he would come inside, um, at least, and perhaps a bit of the way to ready to call for help if necessary. Yeah. He was the only one who did go go in there. So shout out uh, to Balin. We we, yeah. we love him. You know, yes. There's that. Now, with that being said, Tolkien kind of dives into some of the like the nature of dwarves a bit and, and mm-hmm. talks, you know, it says um, dwarves are not heroes, but calculating yeah. folk with great ideas of the value of money. Some are tricky, 
and treacherous and, you know, uh, pr pretty bad lots. And some are not, um, but are decent enough people like Thorin and company if you don't expect too much. So this, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really like how Tolkien humanizes them here. Mm hmm. Because again, it's a very like uh, mythological, fantastical race, right? That can sometimes be kind of cartoonish. And what he does is he makes them like very human, right? He mm -hmm. says they're not heroes. They're not like these super. They're they're calculating. They assess the risks. They value their treasure. Some are good. Some are bad. Some are tricky. Some are true. But most are like you know Thorn and company, uh, and they're decent enough. But you can't expect too much of them. That's not we don't think of like fantasy characters and races and beings being like that. We don't think of them being like us. That sounds like a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> like like yes. most human beings you run into is like like most of them aren't bad. Most of them aren't superheroes. Like they're just they're doing the best they can yeah. and they're great as long as you don't expect them to save the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's what we say at the beginning of every episode. It starts off, uh, welcome, to, welcome to an unexpected podcast. Don't expect too much. Uh, <laughs> we drag on. We drag on. <laughs> Dude, uh, we drag on reminds me of she lob. Sometimes she, she lob. Oh, sometimes she lie. Uh, sometimes she but, lie. But most times she lob. Most times she lob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Um. Uh, okay, hey, so so he, here we go. Let's follow Balin for a little bit. I just want to bring this yeah. up, so I I, I want to mention it because it once you mentioned and you emphasized luck to me, it mm -hmm. stood out way more than it ever had before. It's because all over the place, yeah. all over. Balin wishes him good luck. Yep, as he as, yeah, yeah, as he lets yep. him go. Yeah. So could have said anything there, like goodbye or I'll see you soon. Yeah. And he says good luck. Right, yep. good luck. So now this is the bit where. He is, um, I think it's coming up here where it says, where's the part where he talks about like, this was like one of the bravest things that, that he had ever done, right? Oh he, yeah, dude. Yes. Yep. It's that, uh, in about a half a page, you know, first we get, yes. First we get him slipping the ring on, making his way down, 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 moving noiselessly. So we're also seeing that, that the, the traits of hobbits being able to move, um, you know, so quietly and so stealthily really paying off here because he's he's coming in um undetected he loosened his dagger and its sheath he tightened his belt and he went on you know he talks about also about reminiscing about his you know this is the same hobbit right but it's a very different hobbit who yeah. like longed for his handkerchief hadn't had yeah. a handkerchief for a long time now instead he's got a he's got a sword by his side yeah, and then he, you know he's saying you're in for it at last, Bilbo Baggins. You went and put your foot right in in it to the night of that party, and now you've got to pull it out and pay for it. Dear me, what a fool I was and am. Said the least Tukish part of him. I like how the least Tukish part of him calls him a fool, <laughs> like fool of a two. I love <laughs> yeah. how that's that's right there. Um, he's just saying you're like no use for treasure. Um. Oh man, and then just thinking like he wishes if he could, he would wake up. He he would enjoy waking up to find this tunnel being just his front hall. You know, maybe mm -hmm. it's it's the night and it's dark, and instead of this tunnel leading down to a dragon, it's actually just you know his front hall at night. Um, 
Yeah, yeah it's, it's getting it's getting this this uh, a red light that he's he's not sure at first if he sees it, but then he starts to see there's definitely this light emanating from down below. It's getting warmer, and then it's starting to get hot. Um, and there's no no doubt about it. He's starting to sweat like you, right? Right. He's starting to st- the wisps of vapor are floating around. That smoke's past getting him. to me. <coughs> smoke's <laughs> getting something. to you. Smog's uh, smoggy up and here. He's, yeah, and he's starting to hear this like this throbbing in his ears, like a bubbling of a large pot galloping on the fire, mixed with the rumble of a big tomcat. So just this breathing. Right, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. even more than that, this snoring. So th- I'm leading up to this line so that you can read this and yep. and and just um, you know revel in this. But I f- I have a real life experience that kind of partners with this. Yeah, we were in a hotel in Dallas, and we had just driven, drove, <laughs> driven. We had just drived oh. almost 24 hours from Let's Ohio go. to go to the Rohirrim gathering. Yeah, Chase McKinney's house. Uh-huh. And we're trying to get some much needed rest yeah. in a hotel. Uh we're we're we were exhausted, bro. Like <laughs> butt crack exhausted. I know. And we're laying there. Had just gotten a had just gotten a nice shower. Like we shower. You know how you get nasty when you're traveling, oh, showered up. Yeah. yeah. Laid in a nice hotel bed. Man, you know what? Before COVID, there was nothing better than a nice hotel bed, bro. Yeah. I don't care if you're at the Red Roof Inn or if you're at the the frickin' Hilton. Uh-huh. There's something about someone else making your bed for you. Yeah. What a yeah. what an entitled prick I sound like. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> laying in bed, I slipped into the some some of the deepest and soundest sleep I've ever had in my life, only to be awoken <laughs> by the snoring of a dragon, or at least that's what I uh, thought. I was in and out of dreams, yeah. just like Bilbo. Kind of his mind's wandering here. I wonder if it's partially the vapors, also smog. You know, we yeah. we know that yeah. he had this dream of a of a great of a, of a warrior. I thought, my gosh, I'm awakening to a dragon. And yeah. I realized it's just you in the next bed, right? It's just me. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, just... oh, wow, okay. Well, as a snorer, and I know that he's a snorer. That's cool, whatever. I was like, I'll just yeah. fall back asleep. I Couldn't tried, I kid you not, for Couldn't 45 minutes yep. to fall asleep. And I kept thinking, all right, he'll roll over or something and it'll stop. I don't know. No, no. The sound only increased as if I was going further down into this tunnel. <laughs> The rumbling I felt in my chest. I felt like I almost started snoring involuntarily like hey. because my vocal cords were starting to tremble as well. Right, right. Do you know what I had to do? Like, I can't I, – I, well, you know, but the, 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 mm-hmm. the uppers listening don't know. I had to put on a white noise sound yeah. machine on my phone. I went to YouTube, I looked up white noise, I turned it up as loud as I could, and only then was I able to mask the snoring of the yeah. dragon one bed over. Let me tell you and something. I finally got back to sleep. Yeah. Who was the who was the dwarf who was like remember in the movie it like the flies are going in Bomber. and out of his, It was Bom- Bomber. Was that Bomber? Yeah. Okay. Bomber's sitting there just sucking flies. I mean, that literally I had never slept better in my life. All right, I know Lane suffered, I and tell. I told him. I, I, li- I literally leaned over, and he's like, "He's like, I haven't been able to sleep because you're because because you woke me up because you were snoring." <laughs> and I said, "Get over it, you you know, get over it. Roll back over and go to sleep. Quit crying, okay? 
I pulled a Thorin. I said, go I down in say, there straight Thorin. And, and face wow. smog. I swear to God, wow. get in there. Uh, no, that is funny. Yeah, this is kind Damn. of a, a, a yeah, snoring dragon. Uh, by the yeah. way, can I, uh, a quick side note here. This is kind of, yeah, you, want some, you want like an inside joke here? Yeah, let's do it. I actually talked to a certain you-know-who about a certain you-know-what, okay. and I actually brought that example up, and I actually said, but, you know, dude, a lot of times snoring comes down to, um, so this is so funny. I actually, dude, hold on a second, man. Uh, I, I've never done this before. I'm, I'm going to need you to carry the show for like two seconds here. It's okay. right here on my stair. I have a new product that I would like to present to everyone. Is this it a is water perfect. pick? You're not gonna believe this. You're not. Gonna I hope believe it's. This. I hope it's not a water pick because last time we saw the water pick, we saw the effects of it. I had to kind of uh, give you a play by play of that. I I kind of wonder if he's not gonna bring out like a sleep apnea mask or a nose strip. Is it a nose strip? What is it? So I just made a guess while you were going and getting what you had. Is yeah, it a sleep yeah. apnea mask? No, it's it one not. Of the Vader masks. Okay. No, Are they I nose will- strips? I will say this, Lane and I are full, you know, hey, we're, we're just hobbits, all right? Just hobbits. Some of us had That's more it. than, some of us used to have more than second breakfast. We had third and fourth, <laughs> all right? So, <laughs> I, but like, since I've lost like like weight and I've been doing keto, yeah. right? Bring up yeah. the old keto guy. I have yeah. not, I had my, uh, I went to my sister and I was like, D- you know, because I didn't used to snore, but like when you have all that weight like around your face and stuff, yeah. you snore yeah. more. Like, sincerely, you do. It's, it's a thing, right? It's true. Yeah, it's true. So I jokingly, for you know who, <laughs> like made the joke that, look, if what Lane says is still true, if I am smog, right, don't worry <laughs> because I got some pure sleep mouth. It's this mouthpiece thing that will literally like... <laughs> You can put it in there and it helps you like not snore. And I'm just like, dude, what if you swallow that thing? No, dude, it's, it's, it's like fitted and everything. It's like a mouth guard. What if I swallow it? I'd be the guy who would. Um, <laughs> can you imagine that thing just that goes right suck. down the old windpipe and that you're gone? Suck. <laughs> you're gone, dude. Oh, that, my now God. that would be that would be a little missing scale, wouldn't it? That would like, be metaphorically. Yes. That would be yes. as the the podcasting dragon. Goes down because of a mouth guard, mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. to end the snoring once and for all. Once and for all, for you know who, and wow. I just thought it was hilarious because um, I think that's great. I mean, I wonder if it's gonna. Work. I wonder if you even. How would you know if you snore as bad well, as you used get to? Get this. This is how. This is how much I care. I, I was. I was like, because I've been, for the last year and a half I've been working on my health. I've been running. Yeah. I've been doing all that kind of stuff. And I laid on the couch and I said, I told my sister, I said, Sarah. I'm gonna oh, lay. Yeah, Sarah I'm, gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna. I'm gonna fall asleep on my back. And Rachel was like looking over <laughs> at me with. Like, she's she's on my phone. She's like grinning at me. This is my niece, and she knows I'm up to something. I was just Rachel. I was like, you you just like you can just. She was down at my uh, feet actually, and I was like, Uncle Ia is going to sleep on my back. <laughs> and I looked over at Sarah, and I was like, Record me if I start snoring. And she's like, You were good. She's like, You had a couple like you know like like kind of like. So it's improved. Like, Oh, big okay. time, dude! I, I actually okay. jokingly was going to send you a video of it, but I was kind of like, "You should have." I should have. Maybe I will. I'll see if she would have made has me it. jealous. Probably, honestly, because I've been like, "Where was this two it's years ho- ago?" But it's Jeez. hilarious. Like it's hilarious. I mean, honestly, to folks out there, if you if your mate has a, a, a snoring issue, one, I'm not. No one's telling pure sleep right here. I'm sure it works. I haven't pure tried sleep. it yet. It's still. It's still. <laughs> I'm it's, sure it works. It's, it's still in the box. I haven't tried it because my sister told me that I, I was good, but it's here for emergencies just in case. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. 
So anyways, like, uh, you know, Smog, I, I also um, once was a snorer. So let yeah. that be known to the podcasting verse. All you right. You know, man, it's like, it's okay, dude. It's okay. You know, like I got over it. I was able to. Now, Sarah, Sarah, my wife, Sarah, not your sister, Sarah, my yeah. wife, Sarah Goldberry claims that I snore too. I heard she you snore that. I heard, every, you, I heard you snore that it's night. It's bull crap. It's bull I crap. I know you didn't believe that. No, it wasn't It's warm like, tongue, man. But what, yours is like a, it's, nah. you can barely hear it. I was like, what? Is that no, you I know? I don't snore. But I, I, was, I, I was, don't know. Also, Lane, when you're in the car, when, when we're in the car and you're, when your head is tilted back in a certain way, like, you know how like your, your head slides off of the, the head uh, rest and you're oh, laying back worst. in the car? Falling you're, asleep in a car is the worst. Your, your head is literally shooting straight up at the thing. There's no way you're not making some weird noises up in there and you're, you're like, you're, everything is contorted and you're just all over the place. Did, uh, did we fall asleep on that trip though? Yeah. We, we uh, did? Uh, you, I let Towards you the s- end? Yeah, the, on the way back because... Um, yeah, you let me sleep for a little bit. Um, I just leaned over against the door, and then you were a trooper, and then I, I popped in there. You stayed up for a long time, and I said, you got to get like an hour because I'm going to need you in like two here. <laughs> Dude, that was such... Talk about feats. That was insane. That was such a triumph. That was like... like we were on shadow we backs, stop. and we went straight to Mordor and back. It was crazy. I don't we know what did happened. Not, we did not stop. It was cra- Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Anyway, so imagine oh imagine your Bilbo Baggins sneaking down on a <laughs> on a on a sleeping as a slumbering as, and you know it's it's worse because I'm also fire breathing and there's smoke coming out. But dude, that's the thing. Here here is something really cool about this. So there is um later on when Bilbo is sneaking down, mm. it says that um he was so quiet that. He was as if it was like smoke, smoke. being gently pushed by the wind. By the wind, yeah. And I was like, Tolkien, you are un- a genius, real man. Because he's a genius. All of the the like like he he'll tie it to the clouds, like like that the the um the visuals, right? I mean, you've got yes. those wispy clouds. You've got different th- than smog. Like you've got smog, the name smog. You've got yeah. some steam rising. Then yeah. you've got like you're describing how Bilbo oh, yeah. walks. Think it's about that. all yeah. connected. It's just like, wow. Um, I, so I like Yeah. That. Yes. Yes. I, I felt like this chapter, especially like that imagery. There's a couple of parts that I underlined too, where I was just like, he, it just nailed it. Like he nailed it. Like there was, there's one point coming up that uh, I'll highlight, highlight when we get to it. But I, sometimes it's hard for me to imagine what an author is describing. It's just hard. Like I can't, I can't picture it. But there are times where he gets down on my level and he says it in such a way that I'm like, boom, like it's there. Mm-hmm. Like I can, yeah. I can close my eyes and I can see it exactly. Like exactly. And it's all the work of his words. It's almost like he takes out the imagination equation. Like I don't have to, I don't have to even, I don't even have to turn the key of my imagination ignition. Like he just plops it in there. I just have to close my eyes. Sometimes you don't have to close your eyes. You're obviously reading it. So it just, it Mm -hmm. lights up my brain in a way that, I don't yeah. know, like some authors that I've read before, that it, it does not happen like that. Yeah. It does not happen in the same way that he does. And it's always, not always, but a lot of times, it's like you just said, it can be the most simple 
you know, expression. Like, who doesn't know what smoke, mm-hmm. you know, whisked away by the wind looks like? Anyone yes. who's been around a fire knows exactly yeah. what that looks like and, and what it sounds like. Because it mm-hmm. looks like it should make some sort of noise, mm-hmm. but nothing at all. Yeah. Nothing. And it's like, so you can imagine, okay, he's the most silent creature you could imagine. Well, we talked about the game of hide and go seek. I mean, if you can, yeah. I mean, I, that's pretty solid. He's he's yeah, moving through there. Can't, good. can't hear him. So, yeah, it gives you that extra kind of like uh, hobbit power that, that Bilbo has. But yeah. all of this is leading to this line uh, where in which it says that, you know, it was at this point, this point, right as he's hearing all of these different things. Uh, he yeah. hears the dragon. He can see the glow. He can yeah. see the steam and the, and, and the the vapors that floated up past him. He's sweating. Um, it was at that point that Bilbo stopped. Going yeah. on from there was the bravest thing he ever did. I mean, that's a statement. Going on from there was the yeah. bravest thing he ever did. Yeah. Uh, the, the tremendous things that happened afterwards were as nothing compared to it. How about he that? He fought... He fought the real battle in the tunnel alone before he ever saw the vast danger that lay in wait. That, if you... Is that the best quote from the book? That what I, I compare I, look, it to... I, I, said, I said that's the second best excerpt from this book. I wrote it in the margin. The, I literally, when I, you hear that, you think about... I think about Sam, who said, you know, mm. in those great stories, there were those individuals who... The stories wouldn't have been told if those individuals turned back. Wow. It was in those moments that he's talking about Bilbo in that moment right there. Wow. That's what Sam's saying um, later on. And you're like, okay, Bilbo fought that fight alone in the lonely mountain. Yeah. Against smog. In the lonely mountain. He fought right there. And that I'm telling you, it's... Alone in the lonely mountain. He's a genius. People like... You can read these things time and time again and get one more nugget out of it, and you're like, oh, yeah. "Wow, it's almost it's almost too much." <laughs> and it it's just the much. Hobbit. It's just the Hobbit, which is also a whole another thing. The simplicity, the the. You say this with C.S. Lewis. This is a book where I think Tolkien is showing off a little bit in terms yep. of like the economy Less of words, more. yes, and and easing yeah. you through this and very gently taking you naturally into. Uh, like I know what this looks like. I know what this hall looks like. I understand how dwarves yeah. build it and everything. So, and I yeah. understand the battle that's going on with Bilbo right now, and the, alone here in this hall, right before he goes in. So, yeah, how related? How how insane that a totally foreign situation, right? You and mm-hmm. I, and everyone listening, and everyone who's read this book has never been in a tunnel about to approach a dragon. No one well, has. But we know exactly what this feels like. You and I had conversations about it, ironically, on that trip, right? Yes, we did. You in the car. Yes, we did. You know, I love road trips with you, man. I love road trips in general, but road yeah. trips with my family, obviously, oh, yeah. and then road trips with my friends, road trips with you down there. Uh, we, we, we've had road trips, you know, just around. To, I mean, to Florida. you love to drive. Yeah, down to I Florida. Love- you just love to drive. So getting in the car yeah. is just like. We're going to spend some time in there. There's conversations, even just running out here to Circleville, Kroger. Again, That's something. right. There's, That's we right. have conversations, you know? And it's like we talked about that, about that very battle, right? Yep. That very battle that goes on in um, in all of us. And uh, 
it's just crazy. It's crazy to liken it to a dragon. That's exactly what it is. A sleeping That's what dragon. It is. That's know? what it is. And you're fighting smog it, right up here, like, yeah. like in your heart, in your soul, in yeah. your spirit, in your mind. Yeah. That fight goes on. We all know what that's like. And actually, it's just an interesting way because Tolkien right here invites us he's, uh, to, to picture it. Um, let me see here. Um, yeah, he fought the real battle in the tunnel. At any rate, after a short halt, go on, he did. And you can picture him coming to the end of the tunnel. Right. And opening as much yeah. the same side. He's basically saying, and you can do this. He's encouraging the reader yeah. to say, yeah. don't worry. This is not too much. This is yep. just like what you think it is. You know what yep. I mean? And I'm like, wow, there's like a reassurance by the author, by the narrator in the story that you can picture this and what you are picturing and what you're feeling right there. That little he knows what he did. He knows that that's yes. an epic line. He knows that that's an epic moment. Yes. What you're yeah. feeling and you're connecting to it. You're allowed to, and what you're picturing is real, and go forward. I think it's great. And, yeah. No, no, dude, it's... I'm not kidding. There's one line. There's one... one. Yeah, one quote in this book that I think is number one. Mm -hmm. But that that might be like one... There might be one A, and that's one B. One B, this yeah. One's one <laughs> yeah, B. yeah. Like, because they're both... Because honestly, I don't know that before this chapter, there's too many... Um, you know what I mean? Like, like quotes like that where you, you're, you, you stop in your tracks in the same way that Bilbo is literally stopping in his tracks there. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know if there are too many profound moments like that where you're like, Oh my gosh. Right. This is uh so in a lot of ways, we're just continuing to be drawn into this world and something so fantastical we can relate to our own lives. Um, but it's also, okay. So another connection to Sam, that moment where he's, he decides to see it through. Yeah. Yes. Right. Exactly. Where he also yeah. decides to go on in a sense when he contemplates not. Mm hmm. That's right. And and uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just so interesting. So yeah, interesting. It, it feels real. It feels real. And that's what makes it. Yeah. It does. Uh, you know, even even better because. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so we get down to, uh, he finally sees the glow of smog. That is mm -hmm. the get to the bottom of this. We see this for sure. So mm -hmm. there he lay, a vast red golden dragon, I, the, 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 the golden drake candle. Good God. Yeah, baby. It smelled yeah. amazing. If that's, if, that's, if that's the smell that was going on down there too, I mean... Welcome, right, you could, you know, welcome. You could no put up worries. with the snoring if this, if that's the smell. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you'd be fast asleep. All right. Uh, so yeah, the, a, a thrumming came from his jaws and nostrils, and wisp of smoke. But his fires uh, were were low in slumber. Hmm. So beneath his limbs, I'm gonna read this. Beneath him, uh, under all of his limbs and his huge coiled tail. And about him on all sides, stretching across the unseen floors, lay countless piles of precious things, gold, rot and unwrought, hmm. gems and jewels, and silver red uh, stained in the, uh, in, in the light. So there's tons of treasure laying yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Um, he describes kind of, I think, even... Some of the, yeah, there here we go. Helms and axes and swords and spears were hanging up there in yeah. the back. Mm -hmm. I think the um I think I can't remember when this was. 
that Thorin, they were talking about what was down there. Remember that? That might be later. I think it's when he comes back with the yeah, cup, right? They were they were like made for for um Oh, they were other never picked up. Kings yes. and people that they never the other never picked them up or they never paid for them. Right. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. So it's pretty cool that, that we get we get drawn back to that. I it's, also kind of hate and love, I guess, that he's likened to what, man? An immeasurable bat. Oh my god. Like no yeah, thanks. Sorry. Yeah, no I just thing. got like, that. Okay. Talk about getting triggered. That's not good. <laughs> it's not That's good for not me. Good. That's Could not you good imagine for me. of all the episodes like a bat were to reappear in our podcast? <laughs> no. It's please it's, God no. Because you know what? The guano is back I, and I know where uh, I have to go up and god. patch another hole because this whole roof job is taking forever. The bats aren't gone yet. Yeah, Dude, what Lord. if like it's so funny because people who've been listening since the very beginning are like, geez, Lane's been dealing with these bats for a long time. Years. Yes, I have. Bats Years. are not easy to get rid of, guys. Okay? Yep. It's insane. It's insane. Ugh. Yeah. Hate them. Yeah. Well, let's hope. Let's hope. Them. Yeah. Let's, 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 uh, I don't let's, condone killing animals, but I know. I know. I but you're annoyed beyond all not, get out with, I would not bats. begrudge someone killing a bat. I'm just saying it. Yeah. All right, friends. Well, that sounds like a good place to wrap it up for this week. That was part one to Inside Information, Chapter 12. Next week, we'll come back with part two of Inside Information. And we're kind of breaking these up, these longer chapters, into two parts. If you don't want to wait for that second part, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash Tolkien. You can get the audio version and the video version. The full versions are there and they're ready to go. So you guys can go check that out. There's also the extended edition. Lane and I did that, even though it was a really sleepy uh, extended edition <laughs> at 1.30 in the morning. We did it, and we'll have that posted there for you as well. Also, over on Patreon, you can check out Discord. This week, we're going to have Kurt Jones on the mic down in the Shire of America talking to Lane and I, and that's going to be a lot of fun. So that's actually Chapter 13. So what, believe it or not, we're... we're uh, recording ahead. Uh, this is cool. I love it. So we are we are really feeling it, feeling like we're getting back into some normalcy. We're wrapping up the school year, looking forward to the summer and everything. So uh, we're, we're feeling real good here. But uh, with that, we want to thank you again for getting the courage up to go inside the Lonely Mountain and take a peek around. We'll be back uh, next week, as I said, with part two for chapter 12 on Inside Information. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe like us, write a review, send us a shadow fax at an unexpected pod at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. And remember, Bilbo knows. Hey, I was tr- trying to record the outro to my podcast, and you keep calling me. What, what's going on? Oh, I just wondered if he's going to the game. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm actually.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.